0: Hello, I'm Danina Erasmus. Welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Wrap, a podcast in which we look at some of the top news and feature articles from the latest issue of Farmers Weekly. On the cover of our 13 March edition, a beautiful black Angus bull. We have stories on the nut industry, how demand for nuts is growing globally, but also some of the obstacles facing the industry. We also report on a new fund which aims to empower smallholders to enter the supply chain. And in our crop section this week, an article on apple scab, how this disease is becoming a growing threat to farmers in the Western Cape due to the impact of higher winter temperatures. Here to tell us about some of the top news stories from the 13 March issue is news editor Yolinda Schroeder. Welcome Yolinda. Hi
1: there everyone. We had a full news program again this week. We're looking at the agricultural recession, the forecast for maize production, construction issues at the Clanwilliam Dam, and Namibian hunting quotas.
0: Yes, no new good news on the economy statistics. South Africa released the latest GDP figures for South Africa, showing that the country had tumbled into a technical recession after two quarters of negative growth. And agriculture, unfortunately, one of the industries contributing to this um, to this negative growth. Yolinda, just how bad is it?
1: GDP for agriculture, forestry and fisheries contracted 7.6% in uh, the last quarter of 2019.
0: And if we look at the, um, the last two years, what
1: were the figures then? The annual GDP contraction was 6.9% last year, while the previous year it fo- was 4.8%.
0: Does Statistics South Africa give any specific reason for this um, prolonged decline in in economic performance by the farming sector? It was mainly ascribed
1: to the ongoing drought as well as biosecurity risks such as the recent foot and mouth disease outbreak.
0: And now that we've seen some recovery in some industries thanks to good summer rainfall, is there some hope that 2020 will be better than last year?
1: Yes, economists are predicting that there'll be a five percent growth in the medium term with summer grain and wine grapes showing, already showing recovery.
0: Yes, Yolanda, you did mention that we covered the latest crop estimates that have been released by the committee for summer grains, so some good news there at least. Yes, the forecast for commercial crop production this season, maize production
1: will increase 30% this season, which means that white maize will amount about 8.3 million tons, which is a 49.45% increase or 2 million tons and yellow maize will amount to 6.2 million tons or a 9.48% increase greater than the 5.7 million tons of last season.
0: Have we received any indication yet of what prices are going to do this season for white and yellow maize?
1: Well, the increased production could put pressure on prices later in the season, but it's good news for livestock producers as the price of yellow maize will decline.
0: What's interesting this season, and we already saw signs of this last year, is that historically it was also always the white maize price that traded higher than yellow maize per ton. But some of the latest contracts issued by Suffix shows that yellow maize is actually now surpassing the price of white maize. And I think, Eulena, that's probably due to livestock farmers now going back into a herd rebuilding phase with better, um, better forages on the lands. So, um, so even though we are expecting a higher maize crop this year, if the if the feed price starts rising, then it might be all around good news for maize producers this season. The Clang William Dam sounds to me like it's not higher yet than it was when we first started reporting on this. It must be about six years ago now, the first time that we wrote about plans to, to construct a higher dam wall.
1: Yes, uh, it actually goes back to about 2012 when it was first mentioned in the State of the Nation Address. But there seems to be serious delays in the construction again with farmers becoming very concerned about water availability.
0: And what does the what does government say about this? What does the Department of Water and Sanitation have to say? They don't seem to be
1: concerned at all with spokesperson Sputnik Ratau saying the other day that in the building environment, things can change very quickly. But at the moment, we are confident that we, we will be done by 2023.
0: I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that progresses. Then some news from across the border, farmers in Namibia have not been as lucky as those here in South Africa with good summer rainfall. The drought, they're still having a severe impact, especially now also on the game industry. Yes, and this has extended to the hunting
1: sector as well, which is one of the big revenue earners for that country, with hunting quotas being cut up to 80% due to wildlife reducing rapidly.
0: Yolinda, is it due to the fact that wildlife numbers have been so severely reduced as a result of the drought that hunting quotas have been cut? It just seems like, given the drought and lack of grazing, that they would rather want to increase hunting in that country. Yes,
1: I would say so. The Namibian Professional Hunting Association has actually however explained that uh, older non-breeding animals should be targeted to leave the younger ones for breeding purposes. And an interesting fact is that one of the species that, have been, that has suffered the most is warthog. And incidentally, they are also the most popular among both local and international hunters.
0: I guess for the time being, all we can hope for is that Namibia that will receive some rainfall before the end of summer. Thank you, Yolinda. Before we move on from news, our weekly quote the undeniable suffering that takes place on these voyages is something that has left even our most seasonal inspectors demoralized that was Marcel Meredith um, the executive director of the national council of societies for prevention and cruelty to animals saying that the council would continue in its fight for the ban on the exporting of live sheep by sea from south africa And this was after the Grahamstown High Court this week dismissed with costs the council's urgent application for an interdict to stop the export of live sheep to Kuwait later this month. Back to our main cover feature, Lloyd Phillips, our reporter in KwaZulu-Natal, spoke to Dr. Peter Fafuert, the managing director of the National Animal Health Forum, about the Livestock Identification and Traceability System. This has been in the news quite a lot. And so this week we go into a bit more detail about what this system will entail and really the the reason that we want to implement it in this country. Here to tell us a bit more about this feature is Managing Editor Janine Ryan. Welcome, Janine. Thanks, Janine, and welcome to all our listeners. Uh, So
2: the article is basically about why the implementation of a national traceability system is important. He gives a few reasons. The first one is that there's a lack of trust between consumers and farmers. This is mostly due to misinformation, according to Favuert. Um, And he says that the traceability system is one way in which we can re-establish that trust between farmers and consumers. He also says that it's important um, in terms of animal disease outbreaks in order to control them and will hopefully prevent them from happening as well. And then he also mentions that a traceability system will help South Africa's beef producers enter the lucrative export markets.
0: What are some of the next steps to implement the system and to roll it out across the country? Uh, it's not entirely clear what the next steps are and I'm also not sure
2: where we are in the process. However, I would say that the next step would be to get stakeholders buy-in, so stakeholders from across the value chain um, need to work together in order to design and develop policies that can be implemented um, to actually make a national traceability system successful. A major challenge to implementing the trace or national traceability system is how we are going to incentivize communal farmers, subsistence farmers, smallholder farmers to actually implement A traceability system because it will obviously cost money and if they they don't feel any real benefit from it it's not going to be a very easy thing to implement.
0: For now though it does seem that there is support from the state for the system. Minister Tito Mboweni announced in the budget speech just a couple of weeks ago that about 450 million rand has been appropriated in order to support the establishment of the system and also to to support the processes around developing policies for the for this traceability system. Thanks, Janine, but don't go too far. We'll speak to you again just in a bit to get so, to get an update on the latest diary listings. Moving on from the magazine to our online platforms, you're again to tell us about what's been trending on social media is Sindira Chetty, our digital editor. Welcome Sindira.
3: Hi Janine. Trending on social media this week was hashtag recession, which Yulinda discussed earlier on. Now concerned citizens took to social media to share their views. On Facebook, David Fitcham said, banks get bailed out, mines get bailed out, SOEs get bailed out, farmers are left to fight and come right on their own against all odds and forces of nature and the economy. Alfred Dubazi said, This is unfortunate and disappointing. And look at this year's budget allocation to agriculture and rural development. You can be sure that farmers are up for a loan ride again this year. The next trending topic on FarmersWeekly.co.za was the announcement by Minister of Employment and Labor, Tulus Nxesi that the minimum wage would be 18,68 rand an hour. Mixed reactions were received, and people took to our Facebook page to comment. Warren Gage said, Lekker to demand all the time. I wonder if the farmer will get an increase in the product when he sells it to the market. Good chance that it won't be. Leseco Mosito said, I paid 20 rand per hour for six hours a day. That does seem fair.
0: Thanks, Sandira. Before you run away, though, was there any relief from all this outrage, or is it all just anger on social media?
3: Yes, there was, Dineen. Farmers were very encouraged by the words from Chief Justice Moheng Moheng at the Green SA Annual Congress in Botaville recently. You could have chosen to be doctors, lawyers, etc., but chose instead to pursue a very unique calling that ignorant people look down upon, producing food. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: I was at the Grain SA Congress on on Wednesday this week, and Chief Justice Makhweing Makhweing was very warmly welcomed by the farmers there. However, he did not respond to one of their um, their most pres- pressing issues, um, which was that farmers asked him if he could help out with some outstanding speeding fines that they had. Also, just um, still on the um, the Grain SA Congress, we want to congratulate Derek Matthews. Who was elected as the new chairperson for Grain SA? Thank you, Sandira. We'll hear from you again next week. Now, a quick look at the agricultural calendar for the next week or two. Janine, what are some of the top events happening during the second and third weeks of March? So the diary is still
2: chock-a-block, um, but I've chosen two events that I think will be of particular interest to our listeners. The first one is the building blocks to beekeeping, which is happening in Johannesburg from the 21st to 22nd of March. And then there's the Cannabis Expo, which is happening in Grand West in Cape Town from the 19th to 22nd of March.
0: Thank you, Janine. Just before we say goodbye this week, one more feature that I wanted to quickly mention is the livestock article. Glennis Creel, one of our contributors from the Western Cape, visited Pam and Andre Christie-Smith on their farm in Bradarstorp, where they farm with Merino. The Christie-Smiths achieved one of the top 10 best prices in the history of South African wool sales. Not only that, this year so far they've also achieved the highest price for a clip at a BKB wool auction. And the Christie-Smiths tells us about some of the farming management practices that they've implemented to produce superfine merino wool. That's it for this week. Please go out and buy the 13 March issue of Farmers Weekly on shelf from Monday the 9th of March. In the meantime, follow us on our social media channels at Farmers Weekly SA for daily updates of agricultural news and happenings in South Africa and across the world. Happy farming!